The contents of our show have many references to alcohol and drinking. We want to acknowledge our friends in recovery and let them know we love you and support you. If you or someone you know is a person with substance use disorder, you can call 1-800-662-HELP. Sitters here, taxis not far, meet you at the closest bar. No toddler cries until sunrise, slowly sip that whiskey ride. Gather parents far and near, it's time to hit that bottle of Hello, hello. Hello, everyone. How is everybody doing? This is Hitting the Bottle Podcast with Sarah and me, Alicia. And today, mm-hmm. we have a very special guest. We've got Abby Hagney with us. Hi. <laughs> happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you of Wellness with Abby. Is it Wellness with Abby H is the whole? Uh, wellness with Abby. Okay. The H sticks in with a domain. <laughs> I know that's what we were like. It's wellnesswithabbyh.com, but wellness with Abby, yeah. Awesome. Abby, actually, um, I had commented on a group. I don't remember which one I had commented on. It was on a Facebook group that I think we're both in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had commented saying, you know, we're looking for moms. We, we, um, this is our, what our podcast is about. And um, we're always looking for moms to share their stories or to come on. And um, Abby had commented and kind of threw out a topic for, you know, a topic idea for one of our episodes. And we thought it would be a really f- interesting conversation. We know we, we put out there that we wanted to have um, me time be a topic that we wanted to talk about in our poll last week. And with Abby being a wellness coach and, um, you know, really focusing on self-care and putting yourself first, we kind of thought that the two married each other really nicely. So um, yeah, Abby, if you want to tell us a little bit about you and what you do and all of that stuff. Yeah, sure. So um, as they said, I'm Abby Hegney and I am a certified health and wellness coach and I work specifically with busy women, Um, busy women that are looking for more balance in their life, more energy, less stress, um, things that most women out there are dealing with in a very stressful world. Um, And what I do with my clients is, yes, it's important to look at the food that you're consuming on your plate, but even more so than the food that you eat, we have to look off of our plates and everything that's fueling us outside of our our world, Mm -hmm. our meals, right? And that's how we move our bodies. It's how we socialize, which in this COVID world is really difficult, but it's things like this, finding a Zoom or a way that you can um, socially distance, meet up and connect with friends. And it's taking care of your own self-care and your mind. And that is space for yourself to think and be a normal human being. Again, that's can be connecting with your friends. It's doesn't necessarily have to be going to a spa. I mean, I don't know that there's a lot of people going to spas these days, but you know, it can be very simple things, but it's all about prioritizing yourself first before Mm -hmm. you're prioritizing the rest of your life. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that, I mean, all of that, when, um, when I'm looking at this, it's such a, 
a great thought, right? And it's and it's such a desirable thing that for all of all of us to be able to find our me time and create that me time and utilize our me time in a in a positive way that is actually really relaxing and not just um we're not trying to do something else during our me time, right? Like cleaning or um, picking up toys and stuff like that. So when you say all that, I love it. And I just, I think me and maybe Sarah too, and maybe some of our listeners too, just want to be like, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, like, and I think especially, you know, Sarah's a single parent. So I think that when I, I, I read this article in Huffington Post about um, kind of like what you're saying, like, is me time selfish? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously I think we all agree no. But the, what it was saying in there is that like single parents are more at risk for burnout and burnout is mm-hmm. you know, from that. I mean, along with other, other, you know, I, things that people have going on. In their I life. don't know what they're talking about. I don't feel that way ever. So, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> um, and not just, you know, singling her out, but, yeah. um, I kind of, I mean, should we just dive into it? I kind of just want to know, I mean, Sarah, obviously this, you can ask this question too, but like. I know there are some tips and things that we can do and small changes we can make. Mm-hmm. Um, so what does that look like? And, and maybe I kind of want to start this with, because when I was reading about your experience with this and how you realized that you were just like, this isn't working. I'm not, I'm not happy where I'm at. Um, I need to make a change. And you said that you made a change and you started to put yourself first. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can start with like, what how did, did you do that? Where did you, yeah. What was your journey? What was your journey? Your first step, your first realization. Um, yeah. And then how did you take that time and um, how did you utilize your time, et cetera, et cetera. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, your burnout look like to you. I think it's important also. I think we like to like, I want to talk about the glow up, but I also want to talk about the dark, the dark bits too. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you're right. I mean, it can seem like an impossible thing to do when you've got so much on your plate, whether it's work and kids or kids and single parenting, whatever it may be, it's, it's a daunting thing. Um, but like you said, like it's about simplifying it and it's about fitting it into your lifestyle. So mm-hmm. I am a mom of two. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And it was actually after my son, who's my six-year-old, was born that I really, I mean, as many new moms do, it's that baby is your life, right? Mm -hmm. It is your end all be all. And um, I really forgot who I was at that point in time where I was nursing him and, you know, I wasn't working. And so I, I wasn't working at the time, I should say. And so it was, he was my life. He was like my blood, my breath, everything. And I really lost who I was. And I say that and that my husband would come home from work and it was like, I didn't know how to speak to an adult because I was in baby mode. Like I no longer went to the gym or went to yoga, which I had always loved. I didn't feel like I could go out with my friends because I was on the schedule of like, I need to be home to feed him and all of this. And it got to a point, I think it was really the the not being able to talk to adults thing. And, um, you know, I'm fortunate where I do have a great partner at home, but it was to a point where I was getting resentful too, that he could go out and be with his friends or go on golf trips. And it was like, oh, well, I just 
have to stay home with this baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that really sparked something for me that it it wasn't right. I didn't feel healthy. I didn't even feel like myself. Uh, And so I actually came across health coaching. And that's when I realized like, hey, being healthy is not only about what food you eat and like, oh, I'm going to eat the salad for lunch instead of going out and grabbing some fast food or what, you know, whatever your choice is, that it's all of these other things. And that's when I was like, okay, something needs to change. And it's about small steps along the way. And for me, I literally, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I literally just wrote small steps at a time. And I wanted to ask you that. So I'm so glad you said that because what you're saying, it's like, there was, there's so much that leads you to that point that like, you just have to take one foot in front of the other yeah. to get back out of it. Sorry, go on. I just thought was no, literally no, down. <laughs> and if there's anything like for people to know, it's, it's, it is, it's one foot in front of the other. And knowing that, like, I hate when people say, oh, I fell off track or I'm off the wagon or whatever, because I'm like, no, 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 no. Your path your, to your goal, your progress is not a straight line. Right. It's got loops and peaks and valleys and turns all along the way. And like, you're just one step away. So when you think you fell off track, like you just hit a bend in your road and you got to keep walking till you get around the bend and then it'll get lighter out. But it's those small steps. Like you can't be on one side of the the turn in the road Mm -hmm. and jump to the other side. It's, Mm -hmm. it's about those small steps and it's doing little things. I mean, For me, it was meeting a neighbor for a cocktail, you know, and then taking half an hour to just go out of the house and have a cocktail and working up to, you know, those those weekends away, which took me probably a good year and a half to feel okay of like, okay, I can go away with my girlfriends and the baby is fine at home with his dad or with his grandparents. But it's all about those little steps. Yeah. And and like, knowing I mean when you're when you're saying that it's not all a straight line like this journey is not all a straight line just like preparing yourself for that right like not just like taking it as it comes and like kind of trying to roll with the punches but kind of setting yourself up with the expectation that things are not always going to be this like lateral transition um so to speak yeah I mean I think that's such a good thing to just talk about a little bit like just pound into people is like the, I think that the one step forward, two steps back, it just needs to go away. Like yeah. it's not because that also in your brain, you're just like, oh, well, I failed. And then when you think you failed or when you think that I think failure is a good thing, but if you, when you think that you failed and you think mm-hmm. that you messed up to a point, then you go, oh, I don't even want to do it anymore. When in right. reality, it's like, okay, I'm, I, I, I have gone a different direction and mm-hmm. I can readjust and I can continue on this path. And it doesn't mean that I'm bad. It doesn't mean I did the wrong thing. And it doesn't mean that I'm not making progress. It just means that I still have to work on this. Yeah. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's more like you just get to shift your focus a different way as opposed to, to being mean to yourself and to, to telling yourself that you aren't good. Right. Which I think is where we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you think like, what is it like 70 or 80% of New Year's resolutions fail because people feel like they get off track, they, they failed at their their resolution. And so they completely give up. And now, you know, are you sliding completely in the wrong direction, just because you didn't take one smaller step forward. And yeah, and I think a lot of it is, it's a mindset shift. And that is our brain is a big piece of what we forget a lot of the times, you know, and when we think about health and wellness, you know, people say, Oh, I want to lose weight. You know, I have this belly or my thighs or whatever. Like nobody talks about their brain because they don't see their brain, but you have Mm -hmm. to take care of your brain 
And that is, that's taking a few minutes to yourself. And Alicia, I know you said at the beginning, like it's not cleaning the house, but you know what? For some people, it might be cleaning the house. Like it might be setting a budget, you know, just because that helps their mind space and they're a much calmer person when that, I mean, for most of us, cleaning the house does not sound like self-care to me, but you know, it it could be. It could be. Yeah, right. No, and you're right. We shouldn't like uh, say that that's not, but I think, you know, like, for some people, I mean, I don't know, because it's almost this too, like when we were talking about before about working out and how like trying to do that during your me time, for some people, that's great. And for and for me, that's great sometimes, but sometimes the idea of working out stresses me out. So if mm-hmm. I use that time of like, you know, like when River used to nap, let's say I would use that two hours to work out, I still felt pressure on myself. And I'm like, but I'm doing such a good thing. I'm taking care of myself. But I'm like, but it's also stressing me out. Yeah. You know, like the thought of it is also stressing me out. And then it's not so much my me time then because I'm not enjoying it fully and I'm not doing the things that I'd rather be doing. Like, I don't know, maybe laying on the couch, like watching mindless television that I don't get to do so often. And it all goes back to what you want. Like, what do you feel like you need to be filling your own cup? And maybe it is sitting on the couch and watching like, you know, mindless television. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of that too. Binging the newest crime show, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it always changes. You know, like some days, yeah, it's yeah. like I don't want to do anything after River goes to bed. I'm like, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Like dishes yeah. until tomorrow, and that's very rare because I don't give myself that opportunity enough to, mm-hmm. or that chance to to um, really just let it all go and sit down if I really want to sit down. If my body's saying sit down, and I'm like, no, yeah. I have to get this done. I have to get this done. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. like that. It's such a a balance. And then when you do do that, I still have so much guilt. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think that too. the anxiety doesn't shut off. No, yeah. it doesn't. I think, I think that that's a, I mean, it's, it's uh, to think about moving. I, I, I wrote down multiple times. The first time we talked to you, I wrote this down that, that you keep saying um, like fueling outside of food. Like mm-hmm. I don't even want to talk about food. I don't want to hit on that as a, as a wellness thing, because I just think that um, it's, I, I want to think about like the the things that help your brain. And I think moving and thinking about making your body healthy, that exercise is so good for your brain. Yeah. It's good for your brain. Yeah. So um, yes, it's good to make you feel better and look good. And, and if that's your goal, that's great. But like um, it helps you focus. And I mean, there's just so many good things that come from it um, that I don't know, that to me is like such a big, a big way to look at moving or, or, um, or not moving, whatever you want to, whatever you need to do for yourself. Yeah. But it's, I, I feel like it's almost like, like literally you're, you're saying that you're sometimes you're in the, the capacity, mental capacity where you don't want to do it. Sometimes you are. So it's like, why don't we need to feed our mental health mm-hmm. to what that new time means? So it's sort of like, um, if I know I need to get my anxiety out and like moving and running is mm-hmm. going to help or, you know, doing one of my exercises, whatever, doing yoga mm-hmm. is going to help me get that energy out, then then that's probably the right thing to do. Or if I'm exhausted and I've been dealing with tantrums all day, uh, big feelings, <laughs> sorry, uh, then I want to sit down with a wine and watch Bridgerton again, maybe. Yeah. Or I can stop with Bridgerton. I gotta stop. Can There's we, some other things. Can we watch it again? I'm like still... Probably I'm like, not. I haven't even finished it. <laughs> you didn't finish it? It's on the agenda for tonight. (laughs) But no, you're so right. And that is exactly it, right? It's tuning in to your body and what your body needs at Mm -hmm. that moment in time. So yes, we need movement. 
but we also don't need an hour or an hour and a half in the gym every day. You can go out for a 10 minute walk and you're going to manage your stress. You're going to increase your energy. You're going to fuel yourself and that can be enough. And then you can go and sit on the couch or maybe you want, you just Netflix and chill all day long because that is what your body needs. And if we're go, go, go all the time, you're going to run out. (laughs) So you have to rest and recuperate. You have to sleep. You know, if you think you're, you're good on four hours of sleep, you're not, you're going to burn out at some point in time, but it's tuning in to your body and to your point Sarah. If if running fuels you, then go for a run, you know, like make that one of your non-negotiables. And, you know, I like to Mm -hmm. talk about that with my clients, it's like, what are your non-negotiables that's going to make you a better person every day? So what are the things, I mean, for me, I get up early, <laughs> I'm like a 5am riser because working out does fuel me. So yeah, I get up, it clears my head. I get it out of the way before the kids are up and I'm a much better person <laughs> than if I don't do it. And there's some days, you know, I, I snooze the alarm or I don't get up right. because I'm tired, but those days I'm a little off though, too. So even if it's a tired day, like I know for me, I'll get up and just do a stretch or something like that, where it just helps me to have that little bit of time in the morning, but it's finding it for you. That is really helpful. Here's where I want to go into a little bit of like uh, specifically. So I'm a single mom. I get up. If Let's say if all things were the way that they should be mm-hmm. and my child slept through the night, I love being up early. My ideal thing to do is wake up at five mm-hmm. and do my workout and get in the shower before he wakes up. Mm-hmm. That happened, has happened maybe three times in my life. Yeah. But that is like my goal because I know that I can get up it's, if he were sleeping. I could get up and do all of those things and then get him to school and do my work and I'd be focused and I'd be ready to go. But here's the thing. My kid doesn't sleep and he's up before I can have time to myself. So then I'm taking a shower while he's trying to get in the shower with me. I'm t- so, mm-hmm. so for people like in the situation similar to that, or in a situation where they don't have someone else to take their child and they're, you know, um, what would you suggest as maybe small things? Like what, because I, it's not an, I can't, I think there's two different ways to say I can't like, Oh, I can't do it because, uh, Oh, I can't get up that early. Okay. Well that's bullshit because we can all adjust. Right. But I think for my situation, I I'm trying and it's just, it's not just me. It's another human who doesn't want to let me do those things. So my <laughs> schedule, depends on it, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in a, in a situation like that, where it's like, we are yearning for that, mm-hmm. but we can't do it the way we want to. Um, what can we do? Like is it a five minute meditation? Like what is there to help us fuel ourselves if we cannot get an hour yeah. to ourselves? Yeah. And, it, and that's it, I mean. right? Because you can't go in and that's where like a lot of these like cookie cutter programs fall apart mm-hmm. too, because they not may not fit within your lifestyle. You have to fit within what's happening in your life, you know, and um, whether you have a newborn at home and you're like in the thick of it, and like those rough times, or you have a toddler or you have a teenager, whatever it may be, you have to fit that within the constraints of your life. Like we all have different circumstances of our lives, like, but that those circumstances don't have to change the results that we want for ourselves. It's just finding out 
where we can mend the two of them together. So maybe if it is working out and you want to work out in the morning, but you have a child there, you know, maybe it's simply getting up and doing a five minute, you know, I mean, you could do jumping jacks, you could do squats or sit up, whatever it is that fit within a meditation. It's got to fit within your lifestyle and the things that are around you. Um, you know, there's certainly something that doesn't work for everybody, but I think there's certainly something for um, your kids knowing like, this is my time. You're going to sit and watch the right. show for a half right. an hour and mommy's going to do this. And I think there's a lot for them to see that you're prioritizing yourself, that you're instilling a sense of fitness in your life and showing them the value of that as well. Right. I mean, that doesn't always work. And again, that's not that I'm alone, you know, that we all look for. I was just going to say that's that I'm, I'm thinking of you saying that, right. And I'm, I'm going back to that, like immediate sort of, it's not an excuse, but it is an excuse, you know, mm-hmm. but as you're saying that I'm going, so really all I'm, all you have to do in this situation is shift your mindset mm-hmm. and go, okay, well, what I'd ideally want to do is wake up at 5am and have that hour to myself because wouldn't we all, mm-hmm. but if he's waking up at that time, no. it doesn't mean I can't do it. Yeah. Not waking up but, time. <laughs> all right. Well, fine. But you know, I guess what I would ask you, Sarah, is like, what is your, your goal? Like your goal is not to wake up at 5am. Like, what is your goal? Like, what are you, what do you want? To I actually, no, actually, I mean that maybe that's not my goal, but I, I, I'm early, right? Like I, 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 I enjoy, I, I have so much to do. I'm just like, I have so much to do. I just want to get it done. So, um, I tried it out for a little while where I would bring him to school and then I'd, I'd come home and I'd do my workouts and then I would, um, get the day started. But by the time that happens, it's like 10 PM or 10 PM, my God, 10 AM or nine, you know? Um, so, but what I'm thinking is there was a, there was a moment where I was working out and he was just jumping on me or doing this or doing that. You know, he was there towards the end of it. He started picking up, uh, I have like really light weights and he'd pick them up and he'd do it with me, which is really cool because he's seeing it. Right. Um, but I guess what I, my whole point is like, instead of saying to myself, I can't do this because he's awake and I can't have that time to myself. I go, okay, I can do it, but he's just going to be here and I'm going to have to adjust. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, again, like I'm just trying to follow along. Yeah. And I guess, again, it goes back to what is the why behind that? Are you doing that to get a workout in? Or are you getting doing that because you want alone time? Because if you want right, to get a workout right. in, him right. climbing right. on you and you still getting right. a workout in, that checks the box. Right. But if you're doing it for that alone time, then you're way no. off the mark, right? And we gotta we gotta shift like okay, now right. what are we doing? But it's mm-hmm. really going back to like what is that ultimate goal? Like Right. Your step is to get up early, but what are you trying to get to when you get up early? Right. Um, right. So it's digging into those things because it's not always an easy answer. And sometimes you have to dig yeah. deep and yeah. try different things. And it's all about doing more of what works for you. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. That's actually, I didn't even, I'm just like, I, I'm not thinking of it that way. So it's good to point out that yeah. those are two different things. Yeah. Because alone time is uh, calling a babysitter. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I want alone time in my car. Like, I want to drive. Yes. Oh, God, I love that. Podcast, like, without, like, I literally was in the car uh, yesterday when I, I told you guys I got my hair done. That was my first time alone in the car. I don't even know in how, how long because 
my daughter doesn't go anywhere. My daughter's on my, just with me <laughs> all the time. I don't, I don't have anywhere yeah. to put her. So mine's kind of like opposite, like all day I'm with River. And then at nighttime, I have a very strict, like I've talked about this, I have a very, well, not strict, but um, bedtime is so precious to me. Like mm -hmm. I, I need those hours when she goes to bed. Like, yeah. Um, that's my me time. Mm -hmm. at that time. That's what I'm saying. Like, for me, it's like, do I clean? Do I chill? Like, what is, what is right. happening? And like how to balance, I think no matter what you're doing, like whatever your me time is, is it still, are you really nurturing that me time for yourself? Like, yeah. am I really still doing something completely for me, mm -hmm. um, you know, that I actually enjoy and that I'm getting something out of? Because, I, you know, also sometimes you're just so tired that you do just turn on the TV. Yeah. And you're not you're still like I still feel like a little bit like a, a tinge of guilt or something and I'm like I didn't really like enjoy myself I'm just like laying you know and because um, you didn't turn your brain off you can't turn your brain yeah. off when you're doing that yeah but then it's also like what why didn't you enjoy that what was going on right right and so I mean you know I think that there's things that we can do but um I'm kind of wondering though, like, do you have like, and, and I'm wondering when you're, when you're speaking to your, the clients that you have, do you suggest creating boundaries with your kids? Like how do, how does that work to get your, to get to your me time? I think is mm -hmm. kind of what I'm trying to get to. Like how, how do you find it? Mm -hmm. um, if we can kind of talk about it in a sense of that um, maybe um, disregarding the fact that maybe you can pass them off to somebody. Yeah. So maybe, um, you know, how, how do you create it? How do you make time for it? Um, is it boundaries? Do you include boundaries? What does that look like for you? And what do you suggest to other people that you talk Yeah. About? I always relate it back to what I like to call non-negotiables. So like, what are your non-negotiables and what does that look like for you? Like is a non-negotiable time for your, you know, completely by yourself? Is it um, a workout is what are those non-negotiables and then thinking about how you can get there. And if it's kids are stopping you, what is it about the kids that are stopping you? Are they at an age where you can communicate to them? Because a lot of people have little tiny kids that um, yeah. don't mm -hmm. understand that. I mean, my daughter is, is three. <laughs> she doesn't really get it, um, you know, and it, it, it can be challenging, but when you loop it back to those non-negotiables and then chunk it out from there. So maybe, you know, maybe you're not getting in a half an hour that you would like, but can you get in 10 minutes throughout the day here and there that you can just take a moment and center yourself. Maybe it's a hot shower for 10 minutes and, and, you know, that's enough for that point in the day, or maybe it's five minutes, but think about how you can chunk it out and try to fill those non-negotiable buckets. Because a lot of the times we don't have all the time that we would want, but um, really thinking about that. I mean, Alicia, to your point, like, is it, do you really want that sitting on the couch or do you want an organized house, you know, <laughs> like, and they're very different things, but what is it that like is really going to help you feel like you're grounded, you're in a good place, your energy levels are up, um, where a lot of the times we think it's sitting on the couch, but it's not because our minds are going crazy. And so we can't calm ourselves if our minds are nuts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like journaling, I think I even yeah. comes to mind, like thinking about yeah. that. And um, 
but then there's sometimes where you're like, oh, that requires brain effort, you know? Like, I was just going to say, I'm just, I'm just going to write about the mess that's on the floor. So there's a mess that I need to clean up. Well, there really, there's a very powerful exercise that you can do. It's just first thing in the morning, you get up and you just write. Like you write whatever comes to mind. It's not like you're not even thinking about it. You're not trying to make sense of it. You just write. And oftentimes like patterns will come out. You'll see trends in that writing. You'll identify things that you're like, oh, wow, this is going on. And like, you're not even aware of it um, until it's on paper. But it's like first thing in the morning, you get your notebook, you write, you spend, um, I think they say like three full pages. I mean, I have usually done like time limits just because that's how my mornings yeah. work. But right. I don't know that I can write three full pages. Anyway. I don't know if my brain's like ready for that right in the morning. But I, I did see a couple um, uh, things that like kind of guide you on what to like a gratitude kind of journal. Yeah. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm not a big journaler. You know, I, I think there's power in journaling. I think it's very helpful for many people. But it's not something I typically spend my time doing. Um, you know, I drop my son off at the bus and I take the dog for a walk. And that's really where I kind of collect my thoughts. It's, you know, being out and walking or it's my morning workout, right. those types of things. But that just works better for me. So it's really what works best for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. <laughs> Here's a question for you. And maybe it's not something that you can necessarily answer, but it's something that I want to bring up. Like, how do we figure out what works for us? Because I, thinking about my own brain, um, there's so many tabs open. Mm -hmm. Like my browser is, uh, you know, 75 and then there's like extra things here. Mm -hmm. And then there's like eight pop-ups and there's music playing and nobody knows where it's coming from. Like, that's my brain. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, where the hell coming from? Someone shut it off and then you just throw your computer. And um, that's me being my head somewhere, you know? Uh, but, I, you know, it's um, how do you figure out what, what it is that you need? Because even as I like, even as I was saying, like, I like to wake up early because I want to do this, but you're saying, okay, was it early or is it this? So it's, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. Uh, how do we how do we figure out what it is that we need when we're so burnt yeah. out? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing you have to do is what is it that you want? <laughs> you have to write down. I mean, similar to, you know, I'm sure if when you started your podcast, you had a vision for this podcast, like what you want to achieve. It's the same for our lives, right? We have to sit down and write down what it is that we want. And we have to identify that why behind it, I think is really key. Like, why is it that we want this? And then how do we want to feel? Like, if you achieve this, what does your life look like? And then all roads should lead back to those things. So if you're doing something throughout the day, if you've got all your tabs open and you're like, I have not even like taken like my foot off the ground (laughs) into the next step of getting closer to this goal. And I do not feel like this and then it's not working for you. So do you thrive by having all these tabs open or do you need to X out and restart because you're creating a sense of busy and stress in your life that maybe you probably don't need. (laughs) You know, I think a lot of us overcomplicate our lives. A lot of us um, really like 
almost create a status of being busy. And it's like, okay, well, can we just not think that being busy is cool for just like a second? (laughs) Right? It's like, no, I have to do this. I couldn't possibly do that. I've got to take the kids here. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And it's like, but do you really? (laughs) My son's in this and he's in this and he's in this. And I'm like, okay, but why did you put him in eight sports at one time? (laughs) You know, and yes, like we want the best for our kids and we want the best for us. But like, sometimes the best thing is to slow down and reevaluate things. Absolutely. And I think that this year has given people a lot of grace to do that. I think that this year has taught us to slow down, to take things, you know, a little bit more, a little bit more slow, but also just like with more a lighter breath and maybe just to not weigh so much on what is so important in our outside lives. You know, a lot of like our love and our enjoyment comes from being at home. Right. And we've, I think that this year has just given us a lot of time to nurture what our home life looks like. And when you have such a busy schedule, it can just be so overwhelming and it can be, you're missing out on so many things. So I think that giving yourself grace is very important. I think that we as a society needed to slow down mm-hmm. and this year kind of gave way to that and kind of gave us an opportunity for that. So I don't know, normalize not being busy, normalize everything and give yourself grace. Normalize everything <laughs> and give yourself grace. Right. We get to like a deep hole of like normalize everything, <laughs> but murder. <laughs> oh God. But no, I think it's true. I think that we do need to normalize all these taboos that we have you know especially about being busy no, I'm just writing down normalize everything give yourself grace and I'm I'm always merch focused I'm like what can we what shirt can we put that well on? you what know I mean to be on? honest with so, you I know 2020 was like a hard year for a lot of people right like I get that but at the same time I'm like horrible. you know what it forced us to slow down and like to realize like we don't have to do everything, you know, like kids weren't in those eight sports and you weren't running all over the place. And like, maybe you had a million thoughts in your mind, but they were different thoughts. Right. And so I think there's a lot to draw on that sense of the world, though it was falling apart in another (laughs) sense was not falling apart because you slowed down. Right. And so we have to slow down. You have to hit that restart button. And if you need to sit on the couch then sit on the couch because that is what your body needs at that moment in time. And don't feel guilty about it (laughs) because you know, what's going to happen. You're going to keep running. You're going to keep running. You're going to keep running. And then you're not going to be able to do anything because you're stressed and you're burnt out and you're irritable and nobody wants to be around you. (laughs) I don't even want to be around her. her. So I just had one more question and mine was kind of food related, even though, you know, not trying to touch on food too much in this episode, but I do have a question about when I was on your website talking about making healthy decisions and um, being consistent with them. So as parents, we tend to definitely take a back seat. I think that, you know, we touched on that a lot last episode and it's true. You know, sometimes like I'll have a cup of noodles and River will have like a, you know, three courses on her plate or something like that. And then I'm left eating the scraps. So I think a lot of parents feel that same way and we kind of forget about ourselves. So how can we nourish ourselves and our families um, and stay consistent with it? If you have any tips or tricks that can kind of help us. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, it's going to be different 
for everybody. So it's figuring out you and what your family needs. It's also about how much time you have. You know, I think that, um, you know, obviously I'm a big advocate for home cooking so that you know exactly what's going into your food. And, um, but that's stressful for people because they don't feel like they have the time to do it or they don't have the time. Um, so it's really finding a balance of what works for you and your life. I mean, for, for me, my kids, to be honest with you, I mean, they eat pasta like every night of the week because that is what they eat. But they also eat right. pasta. They, you know, they have the plates with like the different dividers in them, like most kids do. And they get one with pasta in it and the rest are different colors of the rainbow. They always have colors on their plate, but it's stuff I can grab out of the refrigerator or out of the freezer and then it's there on their plate for them. So I always plan our meals according to my husband and I. Um, and I plan for, I usually plan for... It's fine. Um, but I was saying my kids, so with me, like, I mean, again, my kids, like they're pasta eaters, like they'll, they like Caesar salad and tacos and pasta. They like salad. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that is their go-to. So they have a form of pasta right. every night, but there's always colors on their plate. Like I just ensure that at every meal, they've got their colors. They go to school, they've got a veggie, they've got fruits. And then usually pasta. <laughs> but like, I'm not worried about them eating pasta every day because they're getting their nutrients through that. But then I plan according yeah. to what we eat. So I typically plan for four dinners um, throughout the week. Like we always usually have sushi or pizza on Friday night. But they're going to say one night, like four dinners. I make four dinners a night because I'm making oh, my kids and then mine. I was like, no. no. <laughs> like for the week I plan four dinners I'll be like okay and then I base my shopping off of those four dinners and that is it and then those four dinners I mean for for those busy people out there like plan on leftovers like cook once eat twice eat three times make it a little bit different like take those leftovers and twist it up a little bit the next day so that you're not bored and crazy but it's all about just finding like things that you can do for yourself I love to have like roast a couple of veggies on the weekend. It doesn't take me any time to do it. I chop them and I throw them in the oven yeah. while my kids are running around the house. Um, and then you have them so that you can grab them like air fried sweet potatoes. <laughs> Those things are like the best to have just around oh, take yeah. a handful of them and you've got <laughs> yourself some good nutrients and a delicious snack or side or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so having grabbable stuff too, for those days where the kids are crazy, you know, you don't have time to cook a meal. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, I think the thing that I'm hearing about all of like the, the one thing that's hardest for me and that I think that you're saying the most is planning mm-hmm. is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But planning in a way that's not that stressful. That's Right. And like when I think about planning, like for me, planning and meal prep is not like what you see on Pinterest where there's like a thousand Tupperwares and right. Right. I'm not, yes. And I don't even mean like just the meals. I mean, just in general, like for the, for the wellness, for the making sure you're doing the me time for the whatever it's planning, it's, it's ensuring that like you sit down and you make a plan for the things that you need so that you have something to like go off of, uh, you know? Yeah. A structure, an outline, something, yeah. something. Again, bring it back to those uh, non-negotiables. Like, 
for me, a non-negotiable is to sit down with my family and have a meal like four times a week. I mean, usually it's, it's more than that because we're in quarantine. We're not doing anything, but you know, like to actually cook a meal and to make it fun too. You don't have to have, you know, this negative stance on cooking. You can make it fun, put some music on or, you know, pour yourself a glass of wine, like whatever is going to make it more enjoyable for you. But like, go back to those non-negotiables. And if you stick to those non-negotiables, you're going to be a more balanced person because you're filling your cup with what you want first. You're putting that as a priority. You're linking things back to that. Yeah. I I think just to like kind of cap this out for me, like when you, because we originally started talking about how we can do all of these things without feeling selfish as a parent. So I think that all of these things are things that are approachable and tangible. And I think that we can actually do them. And and I think that you've given us great resources and tools. I'm for people listening, maybe who are go like, well, I still feel bad when Mm -hmm. I do that stuff. Like, or if I take that workout time and they're climbing all over me, um, I feel like maybe I should be giving them that 10 minutes full on attention. Yeah. Um, so that they then leave me alone and maybe hopefully I'll get my actual, meet up. but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm just kind of like, we maybe just reiterating, like maybe what you say to your clients, like it is not selfish to do these things because you matter, you know, our health, our mental health, our, our joy mm-hmm. matters as much as our children. And that's such a hard thing to explain yeah. and feel and yeah. grasp and really believe because we're moms and and parents and we, and we think that, you know, hopefully that we do think that, you know, our kids are our most important thing in our life. So it's really hard to kind of be like, well, they're so important. I'm putting so much attention on them. Do I only get my me time when they're asleep or like, I I don't know. Which is, no, I think that's, I think that's, I I agree with you a hundred percent. I think that's so like, it only feels like you're allowed to have me time when they're not there or when they're not uh, conscious. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You know, like right. how, what do we do to make ourselves feel okay about it? Because, because there's also that time where you're, you're doing the thing that you want to be doing, but your kids climbing on you or doing this or that. And you're thinking mm-hmm. like you just said, exactly what you just said. Like, um, this me time is, is so I'm not enjoying mm-hmm. it. I'm not enjoying it because I can't, uh, because I'm, I feel like I should be doing this yeah. other thing. So like, yeah. Are there exercises? Is there something that we should be, is there, is there like, should we be writing on the mirror every day? Like you deserve me time. Like what should we do to give ourselves that gift to say that we deserve it and we shouldn't feel guilty because just saying don't feel guilty doesn't right. do it. You yeah. know, like what, I mean, it's a whole mindset shift, right. And that doesn't happen yeah. overnight. Like it's a, it's a right. process. And I think that's part of it is knowing that you're not going to wake up the next day and you're not going to just not feel guilty. I mean, I've been working on this for years right. and most of the time I don't feel guilty because I know that I am a better person. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I am a better coach. When I check off these boxes for myself first, I'm more present. I'm more grounded. I'm less stressed when I do mm-hmm. these things. That's not to say that's every day. Um, but again, it's it's working on what is right for you. And it's a process. It's trial and error. It's understanding how your body is reacting, how your mind's reacting, 
And maybe it's shutting it down. You know, it may just be like, what worked really well for me today? And at the end of the night, you write down like how you're feeling. You know, something I ask my clients to do is write your energy level down in the morning and write your energy level down, you know, scale of one to 10. Good idea. And what's happening on the days where you're waking up feeling energized, you're going to bed feeling good. Um, You know, what's happening Mm -hmm. in between there, but it's a process. I mean, my programs that I work with my clients on, they're like six month programs because that is the time that it's six months is the proven amount of time it takes to make change. So don't get down on yourself when it's not happening overnight. Don't get down on yourself when it's not happening in two weeks or even a month, but also know like those small steps are getting you someplace. And we have to acknowledge those small wins along the way. Maybe it's just that you got to shower without a child walking into the bathroom today. That is, that's a win in my book. <laughs> I'm still waiting for that. But like, you know, it's, it's celebrating those small wins and building upon that. Sidebar today, because I did take a shower this morning and he did not come in and I thought everything was all right. Listen, I thought everything was all right. And I come out of the shower and I, I'm like, great. I'm telling, we're talking, we're having, we're communicating. So I think everything's fine. He's playing with his toys. He's watching Booba, which is this insane show that he loves. Finally, we have to leave. So I get out there and I'm like, okay, let's put your pants on. Let's put your shoes on. Let's go. And he's soaking wet, soaking wet. It didn't smell like pee but I can't find the source of the water. Don't know where the water came from. Pretty sure he peed, but it didn't smell like pee. Then he goes, oh, I was hiding and the ghost told me I couldn't pee in the potty, so I peed. So he tells me he pees. Oh then I see then I see on the carpet, which I haven't cleaned up yet, another source of it. All over the carpet is that, uh, he has that kinetic sand. Oh my gosh, yeah. When I first woke up, I said, you cannot play with that right now. Mom is going to do this. That and that he sets it down. He, he poured it all over the carpet. So in that moment where I was having such a lovely like ten minute shower, it wasn't even it wasn't even luxurious. It was like oh my god, I, I, we had to leave in ten minutes. I got this. I was yeah. like I'm not going to walk out, and I'm like there's sand everywhere. He's soaking wet. <laughs> he poured out all his rocks, and I was like, but let me ask you, what if you didn't get that nice shower and this all still day. happened? <laughs> like, right. Yeah, you're right. It probably would have been much worse. It's it's all still out there because we left immediately. And when we got back, I was like, I'm not doing anything with this. I just don't care. I don't know where the pee started or where it ended, but I'm not really with it right now. Yeah. It was the shower. The shower helped me. Yeah. Maybe this. grounded you in your in your day (laughs) but I think that's also a big point it's how do you manage the stress you know it's like the stress is inevitable in our lives like even Mm -hmm. when we think we've gotten rid of all the stress you're going to be late and you're going to hit the red light and it's going to stress you out so how do you get through the stress and know that there's a light on the other side of that stress tunnel and using those things whether it's movement or meditation or mm-hmm. whatever deep breaths like whatever it may be you gotta employ these these stress relievers probably multiple times a day you know in right. some cases yeah. but that's you yes. know that's huge too it's kind of like what it's sounding like to me is like a lot of like trial and error like we we think to ourselves that maybe we don't have we shouldn't give ourselves a such focused time on ourselves when our kids are with us, you know, if they're climbing all over us because we're worried about their mental health or, or that we're paying attention and, or paying enough attention to them. Um, 
and it, so we, we give that way. Right. And then we're, we're always like worrying about them, 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 them. And we get, again, you know, we, mm-hmm. we go in the backseat. Um, and that's where you kind of land. So you're like, I don't get the me time. And it's like, well, if we try it out, if we try to give ourselves that time where we can kind of pay attention to ourselves, like they're, you're happier and your kid might be happier. Like, so we have to like try these things. And that's kind of what it's sounding like when you're saying, wake up and, um, write down your, you know, your energy level and then at nighttime check your energy level and trying out like, what did you do differently that day? Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. this can work for you and maybe take off the guilt because what you're saying is, um, how to find this and how to feel good about it is remembering that a better you creates a better parent in turn, helping your, your child have a better upbringing or, or whatever it is. Um, so kind of remembering that, that like a better you equals a better, no, I don't want to say a better kid, but kind of like a better you equals a better parent. A better relationship. A better yeah. relationship with your kid, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And maybe that can be enough because if, if you're so focused that you're, that you're spending time and you're, and you're neglecting your kid, let's say, just for um, lack of a better word, like you're, you're neglecting your kid. And so that's what's stopping you from finding this me time. If you think about the fact that really this me time is encouraging and benefiting everyone. Yeah. A really yeah. good way to think about it. Yeah. And for them too, you're not neglecting them. If they are safe and they are fed and they are warm and you know what they're like, vaguely what they're up to, maybe not like the pee in the corner, like detail, right. but like, don't even know where they, pee fine. they need to be independent too. Like children, yeah. like we need yeah. to realize like they don't, they don't need us every second of the day. So you're 10 minutes to yourself, knowing that they are safe and knowing what they are doing, that they are in the other room, that they are playing with their toys. I mean, how, how many toys do your kids have, right? Like they yeah. are fine. You can take your 10 minutes to yourself, but there's also a realization that the 10 minutes of self-care as a parent, as a mom is very different than the 10 minutes of self-care you would have had prior to kids, right? Mm -hmm. So understanding that you are a different person, your circumstances are different, you're, you can't expect that same level of self care that you may get now. And I think that's that's incredibly helpful. It's a different, it's a different life now. Um, That's a good point. Like, it's not going to be the same, you have to figure out how to do it. Right. It's kind of like overwhelming thoughts, right? You're, you're, you're stopping it because it's too overwhelming. So you're like, if I can't get that same self-care that I did four years ago, what's even the point? It's like, well, no, right. still can. We're just adjusting, right? We're, yeah. 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 And I think letting go, I think this is actually, I don't know. I just, just, I just thought of this, but uh, Bobby, probably cause I have to, but letting go of that idea, um, letting go of the thought about who you were prior, like uh, letting go of the fact that you used to get, get, get to do whatever you wanted to do as a, as a singleton, as a lone person. Yeah. Now, like I find myself not yearning for it. I don't think I yearn for it. I don't think I ever go like, I wish I didn't have kids. I never think that, but I do feel like, um, man, it would be really nice to get up and do something like, I don't know it, it, that part of yourself that goes, man, I used to be able to do this. You've got to be able to somehow let go of that. So it doesn't feel like what you have now is negative compared to what you used to have to allow yourself to Mm -hmm. give that time in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say get into that situation, take a moment and think or write down like what you appreciate about your life today. You know, if you're feeling like, Oh my God, this kid is driving me crazy. 
-hmm. take a second, you know, I mean, let, let the chaos settle. (laughs) And then when you have a moment, think about or write down like what you appreciate about having that kid. And it's not to say like, you always have to be a positive person. You always have to be happy and smiling that that's not life. That's not realistic, but flipping the script to understanding like, Hey, I actually like, this is really great. Like I don't miss that whatever yeah. in the past or that was great at that point in my life, but now I'm here and this is pretty awesome too. Yeah. Right. And Sarah, you, I mean, a great quote that you say that I feel like ties into so many um, of our conversations, you know, and kind of like you're saying right now is uh, comparison is the thief of happiness. Is that what, is that what it is? Comparison is the thief of joy. Of joy. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you're comparing, right. You're comparing your old life. Yes. Yeah. Or your old self-care habits to, to what it is now. And yeah, it's exactly. And I, I love that. Right. It's all about finding your joy, right. Mm-hmm. And doing more about the joys in your life. And yeah. It can yes. be very little things, you know, like, like I said, I, I take my dog for a walk after I drop my son off at the bus. I yeah. do my mom duty. Right. And then we go for, I mean, we probably walk four blocks. Um, and it's really just finding joy in that, yeah. that moment and being like, okay, yeah. I've, gotten out I've gotten some fresh air walked the dog I've kind of done the stuff I need to do in terms of walking him and getting him out and getting his energy out but yet it's starting to to serve me too in that I'm I'm feeling like I need that walk just as much as the dog needs that walk yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. I love it I just I just had I'm sorry now I just had flashbacks talking about this so like brunches and in when I lived in New York uh, City. Oh, born in New York City, but I just brunch. was like, brunch. What is brunch? What is brunch? <laughs> tell me about brunch. Does it exist? <laughs> and then you think, oh my gosh, they're so close together. <laughs> there were so many people in one small spot. Oh my gosh, I know. Ew, get away. I'm gonna get away. I know. Oh my god, like concert. I don't know if that'll ever feel like okay yeah. again. <laughs> but those pre I mean but those pre-covid brunches where you would just like have a uh you'd be a, maybe a, a little hungover from the night before and mm-hmm. you would just be like bloody mary then you would have your brunch and it would become an all day thing <laughs> to like and you'd go shopping this mm-hmm. was this was my I those are the it. things that I think about those are the yeah. things that I think about yeah. and I'm like man well, if I can't get that, then I guess I'm not getting anything. Yeah, I guess I'm not getting any time. <laughs> you know what? When you do get those, when this uh, whole pandemic is over yes, and yes, can, yes, you know, yes. have somebody come and watch our That's kids <laughs> and get out with our girlfriends for a weekend right. and do uh, that, right. it's going to be so nice. <laughs> and then your like, cup will be overflowing. Yes. I hope. Make yeah. brunch okay again in twenty 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 one. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we have like twenty twenty three is what we're looking like. I know it's probably more like twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. But who knows? Everybody get vaccinated and then we'll get her twenty thirty. See y'all in twenty thirty. Back to brunch. Yeah. Yeah, well, make brunch okay again. Yeah. Make brunch okay again. <laughs> Abby, thank you so much. I think that I I got a lot out of this. I think it's just great to kind of talk these things out and have somebody who, you know, obviously is educated in in this topic. It's nice to kind of hear um, how you can help us and the people that are listening. So thank you. Yeah. And I would love it if you want to tell them where to find you and, you know, if they were interested in learning more about what you do. um... Yeah, for sure. So my website is wellnesswithabbyh.com. Abby is with an E. 
um, wellness with Abby H on Instagram. And then I also have a Facebook group, um, which is healthy tips for women, um, create habits to de-stress, energize and find balance. Um, so those are the three most active areas, definitely probably more active on Instagram than anything. And we'll put them in the show notes as well. So that you guys see them and find her and, um, go follow her and Awesome. This was so fun. Yeah, thank so you so much. To have you on. Yes. Sorry that we kept you a little longer, but we had really I good conversation. This was a little bit of self care for me. <laughs> yeah. Now go get your wine. I cannot believe it. Go get your wine. Enjoy your movie. Enjoy Bridgerton if you're going to uh, Bridgerton. If you're gonna oh, Bridgerton. that's on the list for tonight. Got to get those kids. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, ladies. Bye. Bye. Well, that was a really fun conversation with Abby. I think that, yeah, I think that we have um, some good tips for you guys and tricks and um, whatever. I always say that and I don't mean that, you know, just uh, helpful hints and okay, I need to stop making it kitschy. Like it's just a helpful conversation. It was a good conversation. I think that it's good to, um, it's just good to talk about the, the, the how to's, the tangibles, like what we, you know. I think that the hardest part about these things is, is people say, you know, give yourself me time, do this, do that. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, what the fuck does that mean? And how is that tangible? So right. I think, how do we get there? How do we, how do we get there? How do we enjoy it? How do we, um, right. How do we make it our reality and, and make right. sure that we're, we're using it in a way that benefits our mental health in the long run. Cause really that's what right. this all is. Right. It's just trying to stabilize, I think our yeah. mental health a little bit. It is. So. I mean, I think that's, it's such a, it is the key and I keep going back to it and maybe it's cause I'm just on such a mental health journey right now. Yeah. Um, which is so great. Well, well, we'll see as the, as the weeks continue, I'll either, I'll either be more insane or less insane. So you, you all can just judge me, but, but it's, but it's that like, um, our brain is our, it's, it's our, it's our, uh, what, what's the inside of a computer? Like it is, it is hard to, it, it, it's our hard drive. It does everything for us. So, you know, yes, our moving will, and, and sleeping will wake our body up. Um, so charging us to the, to the wall. Why am I doing this? I don't know. No, actually, I'm, I'm loving where you're going with this because okay, but I love an analogy because it yes, makes this it. Is my, this real. is my extended analogy, but it, but that's yeah. where a computer. So, you know, uh, sleeping is charging and putting the battery in. Great. That's all great. But if like someone spills water on us and we are malfunctioning, then we're fucked. So like, we have to make sure that our brain is working so that everything else works. And if that means moving, if that means five minutes of, of meditation, if that means, um, you know, taking a shower while your kid's pissing in his pants and throwing sand everywhere, if that means whatever. Um, <laughs> I really like what she said though, when she asked you, like, would it have been worse if you never took that shower and I think that's great because it's like it's like checking our perspective right and it's checking um how we look at things and handle things and um it's always just kind of it can be really awful or it can be really great when somebody does that to you because you know you're like right now <laughs> <laughs> no it's, I mean it, I, and I think that's why I like this, these conversations it's like to be open to this the, having them because I think that the challenging the, the ability to challenge each other is the way that we grow. And it's mm-hmm. not, you're not going to grow just by sitting in your own shit all day and going, well, this isn't working and I'm sad and right. uh, I, need, I need my me time and not doing anything about it. Like you're not, nothing's going to come from that. So let people help you. 
Yeah. And I think also, as you just said, like kind of sitting in your own shit, it's so easy to also to do that, I think, right now during the mm-hmm. pandemic and, and kind of just be like, well, the world is shit anyway. So does it really matter um, what I'm doing? Does my mental health really matter? Is it just going to be shit anyway, no matter what I do about it? And like, as much as yes, I feel you. And I've had those days too, where I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'm not, you know, like I, the world's a mess anyway. So am I, it's okay. Um, and then you don't realize kind of, um, this analogy actually that I heard on my favorite murder podcast, I think I was listening to today and Georgia was talking about um, her therapist who says like, you're just piling all this shit in your trunk and you're, and you're piling it. Like imagine that every single instance that is, is weighing on you, you're just throwing it all into the backseat of your trunk. And at the end of the day, and you kind of don't feel it, but then you turn around and you're like, Oh shit, there's all that there. Um, So when you do that, when you kind of just be like, Oh, well was me or, or, the world's a mess anyway. I can't do anything about it. Like speaking from experience and, and I do this still. So kind of preaching to myself too, but like um, paying attention to that and, and hoping and not letting yourself get into a deeper hole. Cause it's really easy to do that right now. I think so during easy. the pandemic, it's like the easiest thing in the world, right? To just be like, ah, world sucks. So do I kind of yeah. thing. When I, I'm just going to follow depressing. the lead of, yeah. The world sucks, so do I. Write uh, that one down for merch. <laughs> the world God. sucks and so do I. Uh-huh. Uh but anyway. Yeah. Good talk. Um get that me time, however you can, whenever you can, whatever that means to you. I hope that you find it because it's it, you know. I mean, I still think that the that the not feeling guilty is the biggest part. Like mm-hmm. Figure figure out how to find something that you can do that doesn't make you immediately or do it do it a little bit at a time. Do the thing yeah. you love so much and do it for five minutes and then ten and then twenty. Yeah. That's what and I love. I love that idea of like chunking it out. Yeah. Start it start it small. Always start no. I actually don't like that. I'm so like <laughs> I'm so like go fucking for whatever you want that's big. Go yeah. for the big thing. But when it comes to me time, when it comes to health, health and self-care, do think about doing one step at a time. Yeah. So if it's overwhelming you, take it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Take it I'm slow. Like, yeah. I'm with you. But if you have a big dream, go for it. It's fucking rad and you Hell can do whatever yeah. you want to do. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify. Mm-hmm. Uh, be that boss bitch, moms, dads, yeah. all of you. You're all boss bitches. We love you. We love you. Abby, thank you again. We are so happy that you were able to come on and um, really just for fuck's sake, shake your beverages. Not your babies. Bye. Bye. Time to hit the bottle there. Mm-hmm.